Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festivities festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. It's that little chico pit boomer, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-host via Zoom, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Jamie? It's good. It's good. It's weird because usually when we are doing these recordings, um, when I have headphones on, I could hear myself, but I cannot. I can only hear you. So um, it's, I, I, I can, I'm probably speaking very loudly in my house right now. <laughs> yeah, this might... 
this is my first time really messing with uh, Zoom. I did it once for a family thing because this seems to be what everyone is doing now. Uh, but I, want, I, I, I tried the Instagram Live thing, so I figured we might as well try this Zoom thing as well to see if which one is better. Why not? For Why these not? kinds of things. And now you got headphones, so there's no feedback. Where we're, ste- we're stepping up our home uh, DIY episodes. I like it. I like it. Well, there's a lot to talk about, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, I want to talk first about Roman Reigns. Uh, obviously, big news that Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania 36. Uh, we broke the, broke the news on the site last week uh, at the end of the week. Uh, and, you know, <clears throat> at the time I had been told that it was a decision that Roman decided to make. Uh, he made the request to WWE and they honored his request. Uh, I was told that it was uh, partly due to the fact that he is uh, immunocompromised, uh, obviously due to his battle with leukemia. So um, he now has commented on it because during SmackDown last week, they still were forging ahead as if the match was still happening, obviously because these, uh, these episodes have been pre-taped, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Roman finally took to Instagram on Monday morning and confirmed the news, uh, said that he pulled out of the taping and said, you already know what's going on. It's all over the news, the dirt sheets, whatever you want to call them, that I pulled out of WrestleMania. And it's funny because for years now, years, people are like, don't show up to WrestleMania. We don't want you in it. You know what I mean? There's a nice handful of dudes and haters that didn't want me there. But the moment I make a choice for me and my family, I'm a coward. I'm a sissy. A lot of different things that I am now, but you don't know the whole story. Uh, I briefly talked about this when I did my interview with Keith Lee. I did a little bit of an intro and went into my feelings on it. Uh, but but I, what did you feel, Jamie, when you saw that people were actually saying this to Roman Reigns about this decision right now? Now, here's the thing about what Roman's going through right now. And we're in just in the past few years. We, me and you were pretty much, I'd say for the entirety, uh, were around for the entirety of Cena's um, prime run, you know, or even just his entire run. You know, we... Cena grew in, and had his career in front of us. We grew up yeah. with John. Um, I always kind of felt bad for John, and I always thought, like, God, it's got to be so frustrating being him. So frustrating. Pro- arguably the hardest worker in the company at the time. I mean, you could argue, I mean, you're not, I'm not talking about match rate. I'm talking about, like, somebody who's just literally showing up, first person there, last person leaves, so on and so forth. And I just fell for the guy. And, I mean, now he's turned around and everybody loves Cena because absence makes the heart grow fonder and whatnot. But this is, with Roman, it's a whole it's a whole other level of frustration. It's because not even are people booing me and, and, I'm pulling, and, I'm, and I'm putting in all the work, all the, like, I'm carrying the SmackDown brand on my back. You know, I'm trying to be the guy. And you, and you vilify me for it. That, not only that, but when I run and not die or even put anybody in my family at risk, it's two separate cases now. Because first there was when he first got diagnosed, people said he faked it. And then when he came back, people were saying like, oh, he didn't like lose his hair. He didn't. It wasn't like, that bad. He had the good kind of cancer. Yeah, the good kind, which is, which which is, is a ridiculous. funny sentence in, yeah. in itself. And, and then now it's like he really can't do like as frustrating as it is, he really can't do anything, anything without some sort of repercussions from the fan base. Literally, you would think 
life and death would be some sort of saving grace where the fans would be like, okay. But <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's two things I listened to that, that further that, you know, I listened to an interview that JR did on the wrestling daily podcast with uh, Nick Houseman. And he was talking about how Tony Khan called him and they had a long talk about him staying home and how, you know, Tony was like, I'm protecting you for you. Like you might not make this decision on your own. So like, I'm trying to protect you. Like this is what's going to happen, you know? And he was saying, and you know what, eventually now that I'm here thinking about it, like, and I see that I'm in the high risk age for this sort of thing. Like, I don't want to die because of my ego. Yeah, you like, think? He, he's like, I don't want to <laughs> die because I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, someone might take my spot. That's ridiculous in this instance. Like, I'm not going to do that, you know? And so um, I thought that was very similar in this regard. And no one's being like, oh, fuck JR, you know? And, and John, it's, well, it's, it's different you because John J- Cena. It's saying? a little different because JR is visibly old. Yeah, and, but the same yeah. thing is for people who are immunocompromised too, and 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 Roman Reigns had two battles with cancer. Like, I'm it's not. Crazy. I'm not uh, no, no, I know. I understand what I'm saying. Because what I'm saying is, it's a lot easier for people to not vilify Jr. Because you know, for all intents and purposes, whether it be the cerebral palsy or um, or just his 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 stature, you know, and the fact that he is his age, yeah, you know, there's nothing. I love the guy to death, but you don't look at JR and be like, that guy's a healthy motherfucker. You don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fair. And, um, and, uh, he's, and, and I mean, we were, I mean, you more so than anybody were super alarmed where when the first crowdless AEW dynamite happened, where, to, uh, Excalibur, Tony and JR were all in the same like booth together. Shoulder to shoulder, just kicking it. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, as much as I want JR to do his thing, you know, it's, um, he would have been there today or, or Wednesday. He would have been there next Wednesday if it not had been for Tony. So, I well, mean, I think also it helps that Tony was like, you're not going to lose your spot. And I think that's why JR was able to say that. It was like, you're an asset yeah, to and, us. We, we value you. Don't worry about it. Stay home type thing. Yeah. And I mean, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent with JR, but it's just, he's JR and Twitter have I mean Twitter's kind of fucked JR up and I don't think in a good way. Well it's interesting think, that you well it's funny that you say that because I was gonna bring this up and I think it all ties it in together, not to cut you off too much. But I also listened to John Cena on Corey Graves' podcast this morning, which you should listen to. You'll love it. It's so good. It's like forty minutes of Cena just, just like I've just sit through Corey Graves though. <laughs> no, he's great. Honestly, he does a great job interviewing in it. He he these it's honestly more Cena just just like real talking in the wrestling industry. And it's really interesting to hear like, like, you know, I want to say a top guy, but I think it's safe to say maybe a former top guy. He's still a top guy in wrestling, but he's not, you know, he's still a part-timer now. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like he's arguably one of the greatest ever to do it. No, no, but he's not. Would you say he's still like one of the top guys in WWE? I did. I don't know what you mean by that. When you mean like current top guys? Yeah, like, so I, I don't. Like, think no, he's not. No, 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 he's not. He's that's not. what. I, that's more what I meant. So no, like he a has a been, he has top guy of the while. company. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why it was interesting to hear the insight of Cena, who now is kind of a former top guy of the company, to hear like his insight into psychology. He's a now. Exactly, and here is insight into psychology and and a lot of the stuff about the fans and 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 it's interesting because you know you know, he's saying the same thing. Like he, he was saying stuff about how, you know, the fans are the show, you know, they're the number one aspect of the show and that 
you know, I think that's why he was able to live with the John Cena sucks and the, the cheers and the boos and the, and being this so split uh, of, uh, of splitting the fan base so much. Um, it's interesting to hear his thought process on it of just being like, no man, like all it shows is that the fans are having fun. Like that's what it shows. And like, I don't care, you know? And it was similar. He was like, I love the beach ball thing. I know people were mad about Cesaro and they were playing with the beach ball during a Cesaro match. And he went out there and he ripped it up. But I love that. He was like, that just showed the fans were having fun. He was like, I know people thought it was bad, but it was just great, you know? And he was, he was kind of talking about that, but he mentioned the social media aspect of things. And he basically said that like, as much as social media is helping WWE, uh, in furthering their reach uh, across the globe, that it also hurts them because the the opinion of what's going on in the crowd is so much different than what's going on from the diehard fan base who are watching at home. And both are equally important, but they're so much more vocal on the internet that where a narrative can start to get spread where, fuck this guy because the WWE is behind him. And then the whole fan base starts to turn on him just because of that. And he was like, I don't know if there can be a top guy anymore because of it. Well, here's my thing with, uh, with my, and this applies to Roman as well with my feelings about Twitter culture or online culture in general. And with their interactions with the WWE or any wrestling promotion whatsoever is, um, you could go out. So a lot. What we're seeing right now, especially a lot recently, is a lot of these guys have um, emotional, um, not issues. I wouldn't say issues, but it's more like you know, anxieties, depression, so on and so forth. This isn't across the board, but we are seeing it a lot more lately, and we probably would have seen it a lot more back then if there had been like proper education on the subject, you know. And um, what this does is it takes an already volatile mind space. And so a guy, a, a guy or a girl could go out there and crush it in terms of the live crowd, just absolutely destroy it. And they're going to go back through the locker room before they go on their phone, before they talk to whoever, and they're going to feel fucking fantastic. And all it takes is one person to say something on Twitter that, that they'll read or that it'll affect them. And that's what's in their mind space now. Not so much, okay, that was awesome, and let's see what we can do else that makes it even better. Now they're thinking too much. Now they're in their headspace. And that's what happened to JR. JR was doing this shit fine before this, but now, because you, you, I mean, you know it's affecting him because he talks about it on every episode of, yeah. his, uh, of his podcast without Conrad bringing it up. He brings it up. And it's it's, easy, it's, dude, it's easy. As someone who gets targeted with those types of comments 100%, often, but that's why I'm saying. It's so easy. Yeah, it's easy to let it get to you. And I honestly, I'm still not great at it, but I've gotten a little bit better at it, at just, like, being like, okay, it is what it is. And I've tried to respond less to people. But I, even me, like, it happens. I couldn't imagine when it gets exasperated by, by tenfold for someone like JR. Like you go out and you just, you work your ass off for three hours and then you go back and be like, oh, you're, you're, you you do not you don't really care anymore. And it's I like, said one good thing about Vince McMahon that I just thought was like a nice little anecdote. And I got like hundreds of mean replies and eventually I had to delete the tweet. That's how angry people were over the nice thing that I said about Vince McMahon because they hate him so much, even though they consume every single thing that he puts out into the world. And I was like, 
this is crazy. Like crazy. It was crazy. And so, yeah, the, the, it's the, the, it, it's, it's hard to ignore it. It's tough, but yeah, I agree. The, the social media. Like, they, so, so, like say you just got eviscerated by some asshole on Twitter. You go into the next match. You're not so sure, you know, yeah, of course you're not of course. so sure what you're doing is right. You know, and even if it is, even if it's, even if it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in wrestling, you're not so sure anymore now. That, that's know? why, though, I think it's so important in this social media age. And I've had this is the main thing I've had to learn is to have a good core of like six people whose opinion you trust. And when mm-hmm. you're getting just dumped on by people across the internet, just checking in with them and being like, what did you think of this? Like, did this sound bad to you? Like, be honest with me. And like, then like, getting their opinions. And usually I, the people I talk to are like, no, that didn't sound crazy. I totally understand what you were saying. And I'm sure wrestlers are the same way. And I think that's the real way to, to deal with that kind of a thing as being, is, is to, to make sure that you have people you can check in with that you can make sure, you know, they'll keep you in check besides the millions of people that are jumping down your throat. Yeah. Um, yeah so basically in the, in the rest of the Instagram video that Roman Reigns made, he did also say, uh, he did imply that it was also uh, his decision was also due to the fact that he possibly had newborns in the house as well, um, and also uh, older family in the house as well. So I really, you know, understand his decision, decision, and I very much applaud it. I think it was a smart decision on his behalf to make. When I when I saw him still doing stuff, I was very surprised, and I'm glad that he's speaking openly about it because if not, you know, he might take some heat for it. You know, maybe from some some people. But it's the right thing to do, and it's something that he that he should have that, that was good of him for doing. I think. I just really, uh, it's like when I say I feel for him, I felt for Cena, but this is a whole other thing, man. This is a me whole too. other thing. Like this is a whole other level of hatred that is just like, wow, you know? Like, did he did he say something to your mom? Like, what? Like, <laughs> what, like, what? No, what? I feel like, the same way. I I I feel that, you know I got caught up in the Cena stuff because it was fun. The whole John Cena sucks stuff. But, yeah, like I even got no, I got caught up in it because I didn't like him as a wrestling character. Yeah, but like whenever he would do something dope on like Make a Wish or something, like I would always retweet that and stuff because I knew the fucking difference, you know. But like, even though, but he still had good entertaining matches. Like he did. I think sure. I really just got caught up in it in the CM Punk time when it was like I really, you know, we got to push CM Punk or whatever. And then it was like, he was real good at convincing people to hate people, which is why people still hate Roman Reigns, which is why people still hate Ryback. Um, you know, like CM Punk people, he got people to rally behind. CM against, Punk didn't like Ryback? Say. I mean, Roman Reigns? Remember the whole make Roman Reigns look strong thing? That's where it all really started was in that Cole Cabana interview when he said like, oh yeah, like, you know, I was just told to go out there and make Roman Reigns look strong. And that's when everyone was like, oh, Vince McMahon likes Roman Reigns, but we you see that's him. the that's the one aspect of the cult interview that I didn't really, I guess, register. Was yeah, that. and then it was Ryback was the whole. He said like because oh, I didn't because I got no, stupid. I knew about Everyone Ryback. Yeah, Ryback. Yeah, 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 I got that one. Yeah, that one I knew very well. I just didn't think that he was around Roman long enough to really like. It was right. It was right when they were trying to get Roman over and people were into it when they were like making him like be this dominant guy. Everyone was into it. And then the second CM Punk was like, make Roman look strong. Everyone was like, of course Vince likes Roman Reigns. And that's when it was just like, just like downhill. Ever that's what's always funny to me. And it's like, of course he likes him. I was like, he doesn't look like 
any of the other guys who have been the guy. Like, like also, I was he likes every top guy. That's his thing. His <laughs> fucking company. Of course he likes them. It's fucking stupid. Okay. So, uh, okay. So the other thing about Roman Reigns is, you know, everyone was, I saw everyone talking about, and even my dad texted me, like, why are they still advertising Roman Reigns being in the match? As of and, Monday. As of Monday, when he has now gone on record saying that he's not going to be in the match. They've done interviews on ESPN. You reported it last week. He's like, why are they not saying it yet? Well, Triple H did an interview with Ariel Hawani of ESPN, and he gave an answer to that. This is what he said. He said, uh, quote, well, it's a funny thing. I think you can watch our business in multiple different ways, and one of them is the storyline aspect of it where you can follow the storyline. Another way is the online component of it and the reality of behind it all, behind the scenes. Uh, Roman has his situation and his reasons for doing the things that he's doing. But I will say from our standpoint and the storyline standpoint. Which, by the way, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. But, like, Hunter, you couldn't try to be sympathetic, like, at all in that statement. He's doing the things he's doing. Like, I don't know. It just Maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but it looked a little, like, passive-aggressive. I mean, it's it's possible. It maybe it's possible. Uh, he said, "If that's the, uh, he said, but I will say from our standpoint and the storyline standpoint, it's going to play out in a unique manner, and we want it to play out that way. It's not necessarily putting me in an awkward position. It's just for me saying I don't want to give away the ending of the movie before the movie takes place. So I think everybody just has to watch and see how this unfolds. But it will unfold in a unique way, and I think it will be meaningful for everybody. Uh, too long didn't read." This is going to play out on TV, and they haven't confirmed it yet because it's there's going to be a storyline reason for his absence, right? Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got from it. And um, I'm genuinely interested to see what that is because, as you know, I do like when they – I said I say this literally all – I've said this like 100 times ad nauseum on the show, is that I love when WWE is backed into a corner because they do some fun stuff. And – I think they will do it like in, in kind with this. I don't know what they'll do. I mean, I could just maybe imagine they'll edit together footage of Roman getting into a car, then splice in when Vince's car blew up. So maybe that's why he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like when Poochie died or when Poochie gets selected. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, I'm guessing that, you know, that it'll be explained on SmackDown maybe. I, oh, you think that you not know, not on the not on the show? You think like, it's going to be wrestle, the day of WrestleMania? Some, the, the 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 show like they're going to save the surprise ahead? for then. Maybe put save the surprise then. I mean, honestly, if if it were, I mean, I'm I would be go crazy to watch it. Like, who is going to fight Goldberg? Like, that's how I honestly. That's how I look at it. I to be honest, I I just think that the the people that are online that are saying like. This is false advertising and blah, blah, blah. One, all of those people know that Roman Reigns isn't going to be in the match. So, like, they're not being false advertising. Usually, like, that was false advertising. It was because, like, they paid money for some. I, I, I just don't think anyone's only paying for WrestleMania just to see Roman Reigns. And, hey, and hey, guess what? Guess what, wrestling fans? There's one phrase that says everything about it. It is on every single ticket. Every single poster that you've ever watched, card subject to change. Yeah, and I. As That's long, it. I mean, That's I, it. I just, like someone said, it's like um, a movie. Uh, 
you know, saying an actor. Not, not the same not thing. <laughs> like, it's not the same thing. And I was like, it's more like, I guess, like Scream, where she was in, where Drew Barrymore was in the first scene in the movie, and they made it seem like she was a character in the movie where she died in the very first scene. Yeah. Like, it's almost more similar to that, you know? Psycho. Psycho, yeah. similarly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I, I will say it is tough to watch the shows, not because of the no fan stuff there. It's just hard with everything going on to, like, focus I just on. I just don't agree with... I'm sorry, but I mean, maybe, I mean, there are some social distancing things that they could be doing better, but I mean, it just makes for a better show. (laughs) This is maybe me being a little unsympathetic, but in terms of no crowd shows, Dynamite has been beating WWE every single time. Did you like this week's episode? Of AEW Dynamite? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I liked the, uh, even though it was like bits and pieces from it, I mean... Them feeding Marco Stunt to Last Archer was just like okay to me because there's not like like I don't I don't understand the rationality behind that match, but we'll, it is we'll, what we'll it break is. we'll break down the full show. We'll get into it all. Um, before we do that, I want to know uh, what did you think of this announcement that they're going to add a new uh, men's singles title in the TNT Championship to AEW? It was overdue. It was overdue. You need. I you mean, think? well, well, I don't. Hmm. It definitely, gives, it, it definitely gives more people things to do. I was going to say uh, overdue for the mid-card. Because if like, someone like Cody wins it or something like that, and it's now just like one of the upper-card titles. Like upper yeah, mid-card. that's what I'm talking about. Like I think the, the, the guys with nothing to do need something to do. Yeah, right like Jimmy, yeah. Havoc needs a t- Jimmy Havoc needs a TNT uh, title. You know, Joey Janela, Luchasaurus needs a TNT title. Yeah, you know, yes, yes. Um, you know, they put Sean Spears, Cody, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Cole Cabana, Kip Sabian, and Dustin Rhodes in the tournament. Um, I mean, Other than Cody, those are all people that need to be in it. The 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 the, the wrestling mind in me would say, well, Cody and Lance Archer are feuding right are starting a feud right now. Do you think? You'd think they'd be in the finals, right? Yeah, and I just think uh, – but here's the thing. Um, I feel like they need to put – I feel. I'm not saying they need to, like, that's what's going to make the show better. I think that they want to put some sort of belt on Cody, but they know that the storyline says that they can't put the world championship on him right now. So they. I'm not saying the belt was created just for this, but I'm saying I think Cody needs to win something right now. See, I, that's what I was saying. I feel like Cody doesn't need this right now. Like, if anyone doesn't need it, it's it's, it's Cody, I feel like. Because I think Cody Co- – I, I understand what they're doing with him right now since the inception of the show, which was to make him, you know, a babyface that's down on his luck, you know, that is losing. He's, 90s, he's, 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 he's early 90s sting. Yeah, he needs to, he needs to start winning. Some, he needs, to, he needs a, a hill to climb. He needs a mountain to climb, essentially. And I get that, 100%. And um, and this is such a good, long, slow burn that when he eventually, however they decide to do it, when he does get back into the main event title picture that and he does win it, it'll be even better. But um, I think just for the interim that he does need some sort of win. I mean, it's a great way to ride around him not being able to challenge for the AEW championship anymore. Um, it does put him in a good – it opens up the potential for feuds with a lot of the undercard that he can make into stars. And um, 
I don't know. I just think that everybody kind of got the notice, like, okay, maybe we should stop losing so much, except for Cody. You know, the Bucks started <laughs> winning again. Kenny started winning again, but Cody still is losing. So, I mean, he, he beat Wardlow, but. I think Cody loses in the finals to Lance Archer, and this is how they sent Lance Archer off, and he can have a bunch of TV title matches because this is essentially the TV title, basically, you know? Yeah, God, I, I, I mean, it seems like they are, but I just really hope they, they give Jake at least two minutes every week. Jake the Snake. Uh, yeah, I love the Jake the Snake promos. You froze for a second. I was like, "What are you?" Oh, oh sorry. You're no, right? I, was look, I was I was looking down in a tweet. Brian Alvarez talking shit to me. It was annoying. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to AEW since you brought it up, and then we'll go back to uh, NXT a little bit. What'd you think of Kenny Omega versus Trent? Great match. I mean, it was really fun. Um, as much as I love seeing Kenny work and. Kenny and Trent know each other for years and you know, that's always great whenever two people who've known each other for ages and are asked to work together, it always turns out great. But I thought this at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, the match when he was like celebrating his win. And I felt this ever since the beginning, ever since the beginning of dynamite, not so much the beginning of AEW, but the beginning of AEW, the beginning of uh, dynamite. I don't think Kenny is portrayed in the light that he should be. I don't feel the same sort of special feeling I used to feel when I used to watch Kenny Omega matches. And I think that has a large part to do with his presentation in the company. Cause he's not, he's not, he's not like phoning it in. He's not like doing less stellar of a work rate. He just, um, I don't know, just whenever he's in a match, it doesn't seem as important to me. Um, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, Sorry, I'm just running to someone. Say that last sentence again. Sorry, I was texting someone back. I got pissed (laughs) at that fucking response, and I'm going to fucking roast that motherfucker. Um, I just don't think I think uh, I just don't think he's been portrayed in the, the same light that he was in Kenny Omega. Yeah, in New Japan, in Ring of Honor, even. Yeah, but I like, will say this. I will say this much. I feel like he is at least racking up wins again a little bit. They're tr- I feel like they're trying to get him back to that level. Because it's not his fault. Like, his, his work rate is still great. His work rate, his matches are still great. It's just, I don't know what it is, but the presentation on the production side, not his side, the production side, I think that they're not doing whatever it was that they did in Japan to make him more of a like, cause when you watch the Kenny Omega match, it was a special occasion because you knew it was going to be dope. And that's not, that hasn't changed. He still has great matches. It's just for some reason, maybe it's the Japanese crowd. Maybe it's the, I think, uh, what, it's, I think what it is is this is I think that with, with the smaller roster they have and him feeling more of an obligation to, to helping to bring everyone up that he didn't think about the fact that, he still hadn't been on an on, on a huge platform in America yet, and he still needed to be propped up more importantly. And I think that some of those early things where he wasn't made to look as as good as he should have did hinder 
the way he looked uh, in the eyes of certain fans. Absolutely, I agree with you. I can see that because, like, if you're a kid who's, like, your dad is telling, like, you're sitting with your dad who's a wrestling fan, right? And he is, like, say you have, say you're a 10-year-old and you have a dad that's our age, right? And you're both, and you both love wrestling. And your dad is like, oh, son, sit down and watch AEW Dynamite with me. You're going to watch Kenny Omega. I used to watch him all the time on New Japan and Ring of Honor and stuff. You're going to love him. He's fucking crazy. Not going to say fuck because it's your child, but. Um, you know the relationship they have. Whatever. Yeah, whatever child this imagine. Every relationship <laughs> this child and man have. And, um, and then you see the first thing and he loses. You know, it's like, and, and then he, then you're like, oh, maybe that's just the first night. Then he loses again the second night, you know, like for, like you said, the new Kenny Omega fans haven't really been shown why he's great. And I, and I will say, I feel like they're trying. I do think that they have been trying to retcon it a little bit. You know, my dad fell out of it, out of AEW after the first few episodes. And he said it wasn't necessarily because he didn't like the show, but there wasn't anything that like made him feel like he had to watch it. Um, and that some of the people weren't being explained enough, that he didn't know who some of the people were and just kind of was like, felt like he was watching it. And and do you think that's maybe because he needs to get to know them? I mean, do you, do you think he needs to fall in love with these people that we need to spend a lot more time with them? I think so. And just more character build uh, explaining. I think he was confused at, you know, who some of these people were, you know? Um, he watched it again. He, I told, I recommend that he watch it again, though. So I was like, we'll check it out again, you know? Like, I was like, it's been pretty good after the new year. You should give it another shot. And I think with him having a little more time at home, uh, he checked it out again. And he, he's been enjoying it again now. So um, I think that they're – I've noticed they're making changes. And I think Kenny Omega is one that I, I have faith that they'll be able to get him to back to where he needs to be. Um, I think he's just kind of in a holding pattern right now because Mox is the main – baby face of the company and they, they felt like that was important um so there was a hickory sheeta match versus anna J. Um, nothing too special there um but uh i think that anna J girl was pretty impressive for the short time she had sure anna J was impressive but it really seems they have plans for hickory sheeta it seems oh, like yeah. they do they they really focus on her a lot lately i so. think she's great i think she she's great I, I like that she's one of the people they focus on i think she has star potential for sure uh, what did you think of the video package setting up Moxley versus uh, Hager? I liked it. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, whenever a match like this happens, um, it's always – it's always uh, – whenever we know who's going to win, it's hard to say. You know, like, I, it's hard for me to get into – like. I always go back to this example because it's such a great example of what I'm talking about is roadblock roadblock with Dean Ambrose versus triple H and coincidentally involves John Moxley. And uh, as much as we cared about J- Dean Ambrose getting his first title shot, we were like, is he going to win where we got triple H versus Roman Reigns coming up? <laughs> like, you know, like, is he really? Like, and, is Jack, is, Jack, is Jack Hager really going to win the AEW championship? Is he? I don't know. I was more confused at how he suddenly got a title shot when they have the rankings, and he's like had like three matches or something like that. I was like, wait, what? Like a win over Dustin Rhodes gets you a title shot? Yeah, well, I was man, confused by that. <laughs> but honestly, I feel bad, you know, dissecting – them picking, you know, trying to build up this match right now because who knows if it would have been happening 
with, you know, if none of this had happened and they're trying to make dude, the best they can. And honestly, dude, if they're trying to make the best they can out of what they got, then they did a good job of at least making this match seem semi-important. Yeah, and dude, I got to be honest. Whenever people, like, come, like, whenever people, like, take uh, AEW to task about, like, adhering to their rules and stuff, I always give it with a grain of salt because it's like, guys, it's wrestling. Like, it's like okay, they're going to try, and I appreciate them trying, but it's fucking wrestling. You know, fair. like, very if, fair, a, yes. if one, like, time limit or batch win-loss thing gets swept under the rug once or every once in a while, oh, I can live with that. Fair, totally. The only thing that made me, the thing that made me laugh the most about this uh, video package was uh, when, they, when they showed the graphic, and just like when Triple H made it seem like uh, wrestlers wrestling in an empty arena that he was going to have to go personally find for Johnny Gargano and Ciampa on NXT, just kind of how I felt like that was pretty ridiculous. I similarly felt like it was ridiculous to point out that John Moxley and Jake Hager are having an empty arena no-holds-barred match because it's like, Duh. Of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. Like, we get it, you know? Uh, so that made me laugh. Uh, Lance Archer, Marco Stunt. Um, I I would have picked somebody else, dude. I would have picked somebody else. I don't know why right? they would have... I don't know why they needed to feed him to Lance. It's like, Out of all the people that they have do wrestling against local talent, I feel like this was the match to do it. Just have Lance go out there and murder someone in two seconds. Like, I get it fun visual of throwing Marco out into the crowd and stuff like that. But I didn't think that, that Lance Archer should be selling for Marco stunt for one second. Right. Not only that, it's just like, I mean, squash matches are one thing. Like, you know, the guy's going to lose, but like when it's this, it's like, okay, come on. Like it, it's, it's not even a contest, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, right when you realized he was the one, I, I'm glad we had the exact same reaction when we realized it was Lance Archer wrestling Marco Stone. I was like, wait, what? Like, uh, okay. Like, that's random choice. Like, that's a, that's a squash times a thousand, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I think more for me, it was just the size difference was too unbelievable. Like, you wouldn't have Marco Stunt versus Luchasaurus, you know? No. Like, I mean, I, it's Even like they're on the same team, but yeah. But you, you know, know what I mean? It's the size difference alone is just ridiculous, you know? Just, I, I don't know. Fun for what it was. I thought it was a cool visual when he threw out Marco in the choke slam and choke slamming him, picking him up and do, or doing, and then doing his finishing yeah, but move. It, it would, I get it. They needed to give him a match, but like the same effect could have been done if Marco Stunt came out and did some bullshit in the ring and then Lance Archer came in and just annihilated him. It didn't Agreed. need to be a match. It didn't need Agreed. to be a match. I absolutely agree with you. Um, okay, so then we had Brody Lee video package, uh, further seeming to parody Vince McMahon. Um, I mean, what- if it's not in behavior, they figured out who his ta- who his tailor was because man, they're getting his suits. They like oh, yeah. all those suits are Vince suits. Yep, all of them. That's how you or can tell. I mean, the too, but, the yeah. suits are definitely Vin suits. Uh, I saw Matt McCarthy, who's a former uh, who worked on the creative team back in the day. Uh, he he was basically tweeting that they've been nailing these. These he was like, man, please, I'll come do these pro bono. I could write these like all day of these these segments. You know, I get it. And similarly to what I've said in the, about the first one, you know, I I understand the playing to that audience who likes that kind of thing, but I just feel like. That, that that kind of thing will run its course so quickly. Like, don't you think it'll run its course so quickly? 
I don't think that, I mean, if it's what they're going to base the entire character on, of course, but um, um, I don't know. I think there's going to be more layers. I'd like, I'd like to think that Brody's going to give us a little more layers to this character. Um, I have a different um, feeling. I don't know what it is, man. I just, maybe I need a few more weeks with it. I just, I haven't seen Brody as a leading man yet. I haven't. I just have it. The way he does the promos, the way he, um, the way he talks, I, I don't know. His voice isn't as imposing as a Bray Wyatt, you know, like, or I don't know. I don't know what it is, man, but just when he talks, it's just not as powerful to me. Have maybe you, need- by any chance, listened to the Talk of Jericho interview he did? No. I uh, it was interesting. It was basically just kind of him talking about how, like, how he's kind of been silenced for for eight nine years, something like yeah. that. He hasn't and said that, a like, word. He yeah. doesn't. He oh, he was like, I don't know. He was like, to be honest with you, like I wasn't sure if I even had it in me. Like he was like, I I mean, like it's been so long. It was never. Yeah, asked dude doesn't me. cut. A, dude doesn't cut a promo in like eight years. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, you know, like he was like, you know, they they just came up to me and they were like we're going to film this thing with you. And like, I was like, well, what do you want me to say? And they were like, you tell us. And he was like, I haven't had that freedom ever. He was like, I don't, you know, like it's not really something I've had to flex. So he was like, I'm yeah, it's still... not a muscle he's worked out in the past. Yeah. And he's like, years. I'm still, you know, he's like, I'm still shaking off the cobwebs of like being told what to do for 10 years, pretty much. You know, he was like, so he was like, I'm just doing my best, you know? And so it was interesting. It's interesting to hear you say that because it, it does kind of feel like he's finding his voice again. As yeah, opposed- it's not there yet. And like I said, it may take some weeks, but it's not there yet. I did and like I was, the line when this- he said, Mr. Fucking Brody, when he said, call me Mr. Fucking Brody. I did like that. And I like that. Um, I liked the touch of when he punished the one that, whichever one it was, eight or nine, which I guess we're doing stonecutter rules about how we name members. <laughs> Whatever order you join, that's your name. <laughs> but um, uh, but um, I, I like that whole, like, when he punished them, he only beat up one, and he let it's like, like this, what's, this, what's going to happen? But um, And then it kind of got ruined for me when he turned around, because on his back of his trench coat, or whatever the fuck that is, like the like the light side version of the broken hardy trench coat. It's yeah. uh, it's, it says Brody Lee exalted one, but it looks like a boxer's like robe. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't like that. Like, the, why, gear, if, the, like the gear could use some work because it's very, I don't like the gear, dude. It's yeah. It's very contrasting to the suit thing that he's doing. Like they're very different. But like the exalt, like it's like with my biggest gripe with Jared Leto's Joker was it said damaged, or like ha 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 tattooed all over him. It's like yeah. you're, it's we like are it. you selling merch? Like, <laughs> like you're the Joker, like, and then it's like you're the exalted one. Why are you trying to like brand yourself? You know, yeah, like I, I, I agree, I agree on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, it's funny too. During the, I did like when Brody Lee came out and did that though. Like you said, yeah, that was cool. Because, because I, 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 the match was meh. It was fine, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, but I like they they made the creepers like a team. That's fun. And honestly, during the match, I thought to myself, man, they missed a huge opportunity here to have one of them 
blow the punches on Dustin Rhodes again. I didn't even think of that. So that then Brody Lee could come out and beat him up afterwards. I, I swear to God, I had that thought while watching it. I was like, going to tweet, <laughs> man, they should have had him mess up so Brody Lee could beat him up afterwards to play into that whole angle. And then, it, and then when he came out afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, that was good enough. That was good enough for me. But it would have been fun if they had re- they played back into the bad punches thing. Um, all right. I already forgotten about that. <laughs> uh, the big, I think the most talked about moment of the night was his Jericho video package from his Yeah. YouTube. I thought I missed something because um, Tony kind of pitched to it saying that we would have dueling videos. And we sort of did, but not on TV. We got the video with Jericho, and then we got the rebuttal on Matt's Twitter. Yeah, I was confused by that, too. I thought there was going to be something different. I thought there was going to be something else after that, but there wasn't. I was also confused by that. I, I, but I, you know, I, I think I was like, in a bad mood last night over wrestling in general because initially I told you I was like, oh, I didn't like it, but I rewatched it before we recorded this, and I liked it. I was laughing. Him coming out of the jacuzzi in the, in the leather pants, the release the hounds, stuff. it was fun. I, I liked stupid, too that he had dude. a mini it's... shirt for, for uh, Vanguard 1, and then Vanguard flew away with it. He was like, he took my shirt. I like that, because you know what it is to me? Because your initial complaint was that you don't like, you didn't like it that Matt was playing along. I think they oh, the, that Chris Jericho was, was, was. I mean, that's not. what I meant. Yeah, that Chris wasn't playing along. In my opinion, in order for the whole broken thing to work, everybody needs to be involved. No, it, it wasn't that. It, I, it wasn't that he was. I, my initial criticism of it was that it felt like we were looking at broken. Chris Jericho and a lot of times I feel like when we were watching the broken things the other people were kind of just as confused as what was going on with Matt too to a certain degree and I didn't like that suddenly like Jericho was broken and saying all the same things but then I thought about it and I rewatched it again and I thought to myself well no of course Chris Jericho would do that like that's his character he's like super egotistical right now of course he would think that he's the he's doing it facetiously or whatever so yeah I, I I I I liked it. I, I, I changed my opinion on it. I, I did like it. Uh, I also really liked the Young Bucks training in California and SoCal uh, in the ring and, and Nick Jackson. You know, we always talk about the Hardy compound. Clearly, there's a Nick Jackson compound in SoCal. Yeah, I got something that in, giant in Rancho Cucamonga. We got a big yeah, ass. You're someone who had a ring in your yard, and it was a smaller which, ring. By the he way, had a giant ring. Which, by the way... All I could think of whenever I saw that ring was what I had to deal with when the rainy season started was, oh yeah, what do you do? Like, I had to take it down because it started raining. Uh, I don't think he always has raining. a ring back there. They made it sound like he, they were center ring, which is, I guess, is also kind but, of un- But hey, we're starting, to, like I said, we're starting to see what kind of Tony Khan money these guys are getting. You get a lot totally. of house in Rancho Cucamonga. Totally, totally. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought that, you know, similar to what I said about Kenny Omega, I feel like the Young Bucks also need a little bit of uh, character building, too, in terms of, like, selling them on the people who maybe weren't already fans. And this was with, something that helped with that. With people other than the Lucha Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. And so <clears throat> I felt like this was really strong in making them kind of like just character building, just little character building, and I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was strong. I got it. You, nobody reacted when I said this in the group chat, but nobody laughed when he said, you know, I miss the fans. And I'm like, well, you're going to miss them a little longer, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and then we had Cody and Darby versus Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. Um, solid match, similar to some of the other ones. They kind of had to do with what you know, had to use with what they had to you know available to them. Um, I thought it was really cool when Darby did the coffin drop off that pole. That was cool. It was cool. I think my only complaint, and this wasn't even part of the match, is I think the reasoning why Darby beat up Cody was a little lost. I think it was a little. I think they needed to elaborate as to why a little they more. They tried, like, but you're right. Absolutely. I had Absolutely. to. Re- I even I had to rewind it a few times as to like, wait, what? What? What, what just happened? I thought they. So were did friends. I. So did I. I, I also yeah. had to be like, wait, why were they mad? Oh, oh okay. I guess I see why he's mad. <laughs> But yeah, so, I, yeah. Was, was I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. All right, let's go to NXT. We had a uh, Velveteen Dream versus Bobby Fish. Um, nothing too special here. Um, I think it, it was fine for what it was. Um, I think that the, the again uh, another case of we, we're working with what we got here. Yep. Um, and and also, you know, I like the Velveteen Dream promo at the end of it, uh, just to further along with what they're doing. Uh, I also like that we got some more mic time for Malcolm Bivens. Got a quick promo from him establishing his team. Uh, I know people are definitely uh, calling them like a, a new version of the AOP a lot. That's everyone really feels like they're they're very much like the authors of Pain and NXT. They do. They're, I mean, they're both. I can Ball see. Manager, I mean, they're aesthetically big. aesthetically they're different, but like, yeah, they're both. I mean, the. The ball manager, they're two big guys that speak languages that we don't understand. They're <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, like, yeah. But Malcolm Bivens good. I think it's, I, I like too how, you know, because he's so funny on social media, the, the difference of like how he is when he does a promo and he's much more angry when he's doing promos and stuff. So I, I, I like that. Uh, do you? There. Do you like yeah, it? Yeah, I difference? do, I do. You don't like it? I don't know. You think it's confusing? Because it is because this is the first time I've seen uh, well, former Stokely Hathaway, Malcolm Bivens on NXT TV. And in the back of my head, I just have his skits that he does on IG that are so funny or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then when he's doing his promo, I don't see businessman Malcolm Bivens. I see him asking Mia Yim where his, his CDs are, you know, like I, it's, I don't know. I just, I feel like if he establishes himself as a serious manager, though, that he can start to sprinkle in the fun stuff that he does on social media, and it'll get over once he establishes. Maybe himself. I think it's even me as a even me as a wrestling performer. I sometimes find myself um, because, as as you know, you know me. There's there there are differences between me and my character that I play, yeah. and sometimes I feel that I don't sell my character enough on social media and there is a disconnect. So yep. I, you know, I think now that we're in a situation where, cause that's, I mean, this goes to the whole thing where Jordan Grace was trying to like say, Oh, we're performing actors. Like, yes, we know that. We, of course we do. But um, I think Jordan, I think the, I think the, the and I respect Jordan hundred percent. I think she's an incredible talent. I just think that she tried to over, conceptualize and, and put the sa- and put wrestling in the same box as acting movies, which we've proven time and time and time again, nobody's going up to the, going up to Russell Crowe being like gladiator. I love you gladiator. You know, it's like, uh, you, I, uh, people do that kind of shit. No, but they're not going up expecting him to be like, like, um, uh, on my, on my signal unleash hell. You know, they know he's not going to fucking do that. 
you know? You know, he's not going to, like, no, I bet you there are people. The I, I guarantee you that's happened to him. Now they, they're, they're like, oh, you're not, you're not really a Spartan warrior? <laughs> no, maybe not that, maybe, but I guarantee you there are people who are, like, character actors that people are like, hey, you're... Urkel say, you know, did I do oh, that? That's, that's different. That's just because they don't know his real name. That's different. <laughs> that's different. I'm saying we've already realized that even though they should be treated with the same respect, there are different rules that apply to wrestling characters and actors in movies. There are. It's just, it's just different. It has been and it always will be. Yeah, no. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, then we had Dexter Loomis versus Jake Atlas. And, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people complaining, like, oh, Jake Atlas. I saw somebody saying, like, oh, he made a mistake by going to WWE, Jake Atlas, because he got jobbed out. And it was like, it was his, he's been there two months. Like, it's his first match. And, yeah. and, no, but, and I'm sorry. If you're not in Cali or part of, like, the PWG crowd and stuff like that, you have no idea who the fuck he is. Yes, exactly. No and I like Jake Atlas, and I've watched him in matches. I love and stuff. Jake. He's yeah, great. I thought the same thing. I was like, yo, like, if you're not a huge name on the indies already, they don't put you in right away like that. What they do is they, they put basic Jake Atlas, not basic, excuse me, they put the most, they put like the generic version of you on TV just to get you some TV experience, and they'll do one or two matches where you lose. Then the NXT audience doesn't see you for months until you come back with a new character and they're going to push you or whatever. It's not like he made some bad decision by... I, I saw... Meltzer said uh, he... Meltzer said it? Meltzer said he should have gone to Impact over being a jobber in NXT. And I was like, what? It was his first match. His <laughs> oh first match. He was like, he was like, if they had sent him to AEW, he'd be the biggest star in the company. And I was like, come on, come on. His first match, and <laughs> nobody's there. Yes, exactly. I was like, give them a fucking break. Come on, like you can give them one break, one time. Like Jesus. Uh, yeah, but I, I like Dexter Loomis's new his whole creepy vibe. I dig it. Um, fun for you know, it was fine for what it was. This match, he always um, had a cool look. I always kind of felt bad for him because he always had a. I, I always looked at him and thought he could be something like I don't know what it is, but he looks like he could be a little like a Randy Orton, yeah, in the sense that you know, he's like um, calculating, you know, that he could be like not that like he doesn't look like Randy, obviously, but I'm saying like I don't know, I get the Viper sense from him, not like in the sense that like the RKO out of nowhere, but like, you know, Randy's always thinking, you know, he's always ma- manipulating something. And I think he could be, I think he could be that. Yeah, I think so too. I agree with you in that regard. Uh, I like Dakota Kai winning the women's gauntlet match. I thought that was the right person. It makes the most sense. So she doesn't. They needed to give her fucking something after this heel turn, you know? She's been turned heel and it just keeps losing, you know? It's like, who cares? Yep. Yep. Uh, I liked on the outside too. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez just yelling at her, of like, "Step it up, step it up!" And, like, I know and you good could hear it work. all, and you could hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what? Good for Shotzi Blackheart. They made a, they made her look good. They made they had a good out. She had a good outing here. It was really honestly, dude. That was good for everybody involved. That yeah. whole match was yep. good for everybody. Yep, couldn't absolutely, absolutely. Um, Kushida beat Joaquin Wild. Entertaining match. 
I think it's one of those matches where, and I'm going to say the same thing for the triple threat, and I kind of felt the same way for Kenny Omega versus Trent. I didn't really get into it, but these types of matches where you're trying to impress the crowd are tough when there's no crowd there, you know? Like, I yeah. think they were doing stuff, Kushida and Joaquin Wow were doing stuff that would impress the crowd typically and get a pop from the crowd, but when there's no crowd there, it almost looks more choreographed than a fight, you know? And so Yeah, and I'm just – I just – I feel bad for Kushida, dude. I, every time, I mean, as, as as bad as I could feel about a guy making a WWE paycheck, but <laughs> um, but and I knew this when he got signed. And um, don't get me wrong, I love. I'm happy for him. Like we saw that little NXT bit on him. Like now his daughter's going to adult school, and now they have like a great lit way of life in Orlando. It's just you know, I mean, we already kind of see how far he's gonna really get in NXT or just WWE in general. You know? Yeah, I mean, I you know I think Kushida's a very entertaining wrestler, but I kind of felt the same way when he got signed too, that I was just kind of like, seems like there's a ceiling for that in WWE. And I don't use that term ever, but... I mean, I just see what happened. It's very limited. It's very limited. I, I, just, I see, even though they're two very different wrestlers, they're two very different people. They're both from Japan. Um, that's the only really binding factor is is Kenta, Hideo Itami. I just see the same thing happening to him. Like give him one cool thing and then kind of forget about him for the rest of the time. Well, and you know what? I think that, you know, even Hideo Itami, I thought that they could mold him into something more. Kenta, they can mold him into something. And they, they honestly, like, I, I thought they could have molded him into something more. But with, 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 with Kushida, it's tough storyline-wise. You know, like... I don't know how you do a lot with 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 him storyline wise when his character well, is like a Back to the Future cosplayer. That's what I'm saying. Like you can only do so much. Is. You can only do so much with the with the character because you you run the risk of copyright. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And uh, so you can't really like he's not going to come out with the fucking DeLorean anytime yeah. soon. You know. So um, and um, and his and, and his grasp of the English language. Yeah. Those are two things that you know like unless you just completely reinvent him, which they may, who knows? I don't know where you go from there, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, unless you can make his catchphrase out of time and he just always tells people, like, you're out of time. You know, <laughs> like, just give him that, he's done. But I, even that, they probably can't copyright reasons, I would imagine. Um, and, you know, and, and like I said, the triple threat match for the North American uh, title, uh, Keith Lee, Damian Priest, Dominic Dijakovic, I think this match suffered in the same for a couple reasons. One, like it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. If that match had been a takeover in front of a, a you know arena filled of people, it would have been a great match. I think that not having that the, that ability though did hint, not not having that crowd did hinder it because it did make things look a little more rehearsed to a certain degree. It looked a little more choreographed. And also, it's just we've seen these three. I mean, all they needed was fucking um, Killian you know, Dane, Killian Dane, or or Roderick Strong, and then we've yeah. just been seeing what we've been seeing all over and over again. Well, that was the and, thing I was going to say is that it's 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 it didn't do a lot to stand out from the other ones, and it it, it was it was very much what we've seen. And maybe this is just they don't have anybody ready, but we've talked about this before that NXT has such a vast locker room of people they don't use on TV. And we're really starting to see, like, the same people are challenging for the North American title. The same people are challenging for the NXT title. 
it, there's very, very, very little variety in those divisions. And I, you know, when I talked, when I talked, when I read an interview that Triple H did with PW Insider, he did say that Gargano Ciampa is the end of their, like they're done after that, that they're done after that. So hopefully we'll see <laughs> they're done after that. That and then now the North American title picture can be reset with someone else. We get Killer Cross involved. We get maybe even a Velveteen Dream title reign. I'd be cool with it. Um, you know so, what I don't understand? You know what I don't fucking understand? What? Why they aren't making um, Isaiah Scott? A part of NXT, like NXT, not two or five live NXT. They tried like, for a minute. I don't get why, what I don't understand why I, they did for a little bit. Yeah. Like he was on NXT a few times, but he's mostly on two or five live now. And I'm wondering why that is like, maybe it's his, his mic skills, but like, he's, he's great. I mean, I were, I, I watched him a long time. We worked together in MLW and I've seen him a bunch of times on the Indies. I just don't understand why. I mean, cause it's not like he's small. He's a tall dude. Isaiah Scott, Swerve Tops, or whatever the fuck you want to call him. And he's really talented, too. I agree with you. I think just that – I mean, we've said it time and time again now that new talent is desperately needed on the show. They need to inject some new talent. Absolutely. Swerve would be a great addition to the show, a great addition to the show. Somebody else uh, read something about you, Ryan? No, I was responding to a text message uh, <laughs> about – let's get into WrestleMania before we get out of here. Uh, we're not going to – go into too much detail about every single match, but I want to hear your predictions on some of them. Uh, some of these first ones, we'll just kind of run through them. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, I, I, that'll be a fun little segment. You know, good little, if they, if they start that very early in the night, it'll be a fun little appetite wetter, so to speak. Um, uh, it's, a, it's, I don't mean, I don't mean to say it to give them any, like, props or anything, but the whole Otis Mandy thing really reminds me of when Vince Russo was booking people and was, was had a lot of creative say because it's two people who have no titles are not on the main, not on the main event scene and they have something to do and people care legitimately. So, and, um, it's very attitude era esque. Definitely. Yes, very much so. And, um, I think Otis getting his shot, which, first off, I think if this if Otis does great, which I don't understand why he wouldn't, but if Otis does great in his match this weekend, I think I think sky's the limit for him after that because I think people, I think Vince and I think everybody backstage are starting to see that Otis really has legs. Like absolutely. And, so who do you think wins uh, the match, Otis? I think Otis does. Yeah, I, I think, think Otis o- wins. Yeah, I think Mandy because, helps like, them, say, like, and they, they say, he like, gets the girl at the end. Like, say it's Mandy cheats with Dolph somehow and, like, has Otis lose. Like, what, where do you go after that? You know, what we're well, doing this I think over and over again? I, I think they kind of played into Sonya being behind it, the, the whole text message thing uh, on a recent SmackDown. If it was the last one or the one before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think then it was you the split last Mandy one. And, and then you split Mandy so, and yeah, Sonya up. I think you split Mandy and Sonya up. Mandy and, and uh, Otis do their thing. And, and maybe even, like, Dolph and Sonya – and you let kind of like her kind of be his muscle or something. I kind of like. I was, it. I was about to be like, 
Well, before you said muscle, I was <laughs> like, I thought you were going to be like, they're really in love. And I was no, like, no, I okay. Like, I like the idea of her kind of being his enforcer, like China style, you know? Come on, Just we, like already got li- we, already, we already got Liv being a pretend lesbian. We can't have Sonya Brain pretend straight. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I was saying, no. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Otis is going to win that one, I think. Uh, so there's Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross. Um Kyrie Sane hasn't been on any of the shows, and I think it's because of. Well, they've said why. Yeah, wasn't it because she. uh, She's on honeymoon with her husband. No, but I think that also, like, she was out of the country with her husband. So I'm guessing that, like, that's probably why she's not allowed in the performance center. So I'm guessing this match doesn't happen. I I, I don't know Mm. what changes, but I feel like maybe in my mind, this match doesn't happen. I don't know how. Well, something's going to happen. I mean, they're going to do something with Bliss because she's tweeted that she has, like, her gear ready. I think she'll be. I think she's doing something. I just don't know what. That's just my guess, though. I, I, I don't know. That's just my hunch. Yeah, but it's, that's that's a shame too because they really have something with Oscar that they could really capitalize on right now. She's right? great right now. She's fantastic yeah. right now. And a win for her would be something, but she probably would have lost anyways. Though they would have given it back to Alexa Bliss. I bet. As they great like as her, the Kabuki Warriors, they love Alexa Bliss. Yeah, they love Alexa. They let they let her do everything. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title. Um, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan on this one. Yeah, I do too. Because, I mean, hopefully they let them work. I think hopefully they will. they let them work. And hopefully it's not Because this is like the first just... time we've really seen a singles match between them in WWE, I think. And it's not... Well, is, uh, are the, uh, is the Artist Collective banned from ringside? No, I don't believe so. That's Drew, what I'm saying. Drew, be there too. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they were just to let them work, and it's not just Shinsuke and Cesaro like doing shit for Sami Zayn the entire time, then you lose me there. You lose me on that one. But um, the artist collective like sounds like a weed dispensary. It does. <laughs> but um, if it's just Sami and Daniel let let lot of work, like work work, then that's great. You know, I'm yeah. all for that. But if it's just going to be a lot of nonsense, which because that's what the biggest thing about me not being happy with all three of those people, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Shinsuke, is that they're given gaga and nonsense when they don't need it. You know, they're they're like you give that shit to people that don't like you. You give that to Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan doesn't have a huge moveset. You know, he needs the extra shit. These guys don't. These guys don't need the extra shit. They need they they just need. It's almost like hindering them as opposed to helping. Yeah, them. it doesn't make sense to me. It's like why yeah. would why would Shinsuke need to cheat when he at least before not so much anymore was portrayed as like one of the, like a vicious killer from Japan. Same thing from Cesaro. Why would Cesaro need to cheat? Where every week Corey Grace says that he's the strongest wrestler pound for pound on the roster. I do like Daniel Bryan using Gulak as his like coach, so to speak. I love though. everything with that Gulak and Daniel have been doing. I told you, yeah. That. Like, I, and I, I hope that Chad Gable gets thrown into the mix too, because he can help Chad Gable out a lot too. You don't think that's too many people? Three's good. It's a little trio. It's a little trio going out. So little out trio. A very uh, yeah, little okay. trio. Yeah. All right. So we're both going Daniel Bryan on that one. Yeah. I just want to see uh, where they go with Sammy after that. If he, Elias. If they keep it, it, 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't know where they go with it either after that. I think that there's more stock in Daniel Bryan and Gulak, right? Gulak yeah, because right then you go – and then after that, you get Gulak versus uh, Daniel Bryan 2 for the title, and then it's even better. And then hopefully yep. his dick doesn't fall out of this one. <laughs> um, uh, Elias versus King Corbin, another one where I am wondering if it, this match doesn't actually happen. Uh, this is Elias, just another – all this is is just a vehicle for Gronk to do something. Something. And Elias yeah. today posted an update saying he's not sure if he is going to be uh, cleared in time for WrestleMania because of that fall he took on SmackDown. Now, we know the show has already been filmed. Yeah. And we know the show has already been filmed. So that means they're clearly setting up something. Uh, and, you know, I, from what I was told initially by sources, I don't think Gronk was initially going to be the host of WrestleMania. I think that he was going to be – a different role in the show and they had to do with they they decided to you know because he couldn't do what he was going to do initially they decided to make him the host of the show since they were going to decide to since they were going to make it two days uh two nights uh so i think this is where he gets physical i think he replaces think. elias in the match or makes it a handicap match him and mojo versus corbin and they win okay. right well whatever happens corbin loses <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Alistair Black versus Lashley. Uh, this is another one where there's been reports that Lashley maybe isn't didn't do the match, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But if it does happen, I would imagine that Alistair Black. This, this is right. going to be a night of you thought. Hey, hey. <laughs> you so thought this is going to be this way. <laughs> this, this is WrestleMania 36 card subject to change. Dude, because literally you've mentioned maybe five matches and three of them have been... Well, and this, I, and, <laughs> I did front load... <laughs> I did front load the, the, with those ones so we get them out of the way. Uh, so I'll say Aleister Black, not much talk there. Same for Street Profits versus Garza and Austin Theory. Street Profits, I'm, not, I'm guessing they're going to keep titles. Uh, and... Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks versus Naomi versus Tamina. Um, we can kind of skip to that one. I think Sasha Banks wins the title. They need to get the belt off of Bailey. They yeah. need to get it off of heel. Bailey is doing nothing right now. It is. I say that I've said this so many weeks on the show. It is so crazy to me that the champion, the champion is a psychic. Like, that is crazy to me. That Sasha is the leader. Like that's that doesn't think, make any. It makes no sense. To wins, me. I think Sasha wins the title, and then Bailey gets sad, and we get face version of Bailey, but without the whole hugger gimmick now, and the evolved version of face Bailey, and then the two of them build for the next few months until SummerSlam. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes it, it's it's not working. And Sasha, it doesn't make sense for Sasha to be a follower. Yeah. Um, all right. Miz and Morrison versus New Day versus the Usos in a ladder match. Um, uh, there's well. conflicting <laughs> reports on this one as well. I think this match did happen. I don't know for sure, but I think this match did happen. So I'm going to say, let's say this match did happen. I'm going to say Miz and Morrison retain. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I mean, as much as I love the New Day, we're. We don't need another New Day tag, tag title run. We just don't. Nah. Not, not for the immediate future, in my opinion. And this can be building blocks for a eventual heel turn for the whole group when Woods comes back, mm-hmm. I think. 
they're going to keep getting beaten down until they finally have to turn heel again. Not breaking up, just as a team turning heel. I want to see it again. Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. No brainer. Edge has to win. (laughs) Edge has to win. It would be like... Imagine it would be Triple H Sting all over again. It would be Triple H Sting all over again. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be ludicrous if if Edge were to lose here. But I think this is going to steal the show. Whatever night it's on, it's going to steal the show. Yeah, I agree. I'm Have looking you, forward to this one. Yeah, I feel like this has been very well built. Uh, should be cool. Well, this I mean, one, this one, I'm, I like this one because this is the first of the series of matches that you're describing that have that we can assume are going to have the production values into it. Yes, I was just thinking that too. I think that I feel like they go outside. They they mm-hmm. go outside the performance center. It takes them. They take it to the streets of Florida. And we see some fun stuff. Yeah, because this is. I mean, I, I, like this is one of maybe four matches that that were announced that we know are probably going to have some sort of theatrical quality to them. You know, mm-hmm. that. Uh, I'm not going to mention the rest of them because we're going to talk about them. But. We are going to talk about them. Uh, we also got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Title. What do you? Who do you think is winning this one? I really don't know. <laughs> this is the because first one out of all the ones that we've discussed where it's like it's it's it could go either way here. I got to be honest. I see Rhea winning because I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if they want to put Charlotte on the on NXT. That's really. The big deciding factor. I mean, that's I just the don't question. think they want to. Is Charlotte, do they want to put Charlotte on NXT? That's the, the big X factor, in my opinion. And I don't, I, I don't know the answer. I, I don't 100% know the answer. I mean, it'll, I mean, say what you will about backstage politics and whatnot. I'm not saying they did this or one way or the other. But, you know, they, I mean, Andrade and Charlotte ending up on SmackDown together doesn't seem like that crazy of a coincidence to me, you know, when they, when the draft happened and um, her being on NXT and Andrade being on SmackDown, that would, I'm, I can't imagine that's something that's appealing to super appealing to her, you know, that would factor into her decision-making. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> the, like the, like, What's the word I'm looking for? The hardcore wrestling fan in me, the internet fan in me, the Mark, let's say. I would say the money you'd go you go you go Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley has to win here, you know. Um, the business mind in me, who who also sees what's been done in the past, goes well. Obviously, Charlotte's going to win. You know, you put that star power on NXT for a little bit. You have a big moment where someone re-wins the NXT title that's been a main roster person. That's a big moment too. Um, I, I think I think that makes that makes all the sense in the world too. And then Rhea has to fight to get it back, and then Rhea has something to do for the next few months. Because you go, Charlotte loses. Charlotte's not going to work her way back to try and get in it again. No, because so she, I mean, well, she goes back to SmackDown. And, back to SmackDown, back doing things. Do you risk devaluing Charlotte at all by doing that? I don't know. Charlotte Flair is a big is a big. No, I don't because like, again, it falls into the whole thing. They're trying to make NXT the same tier as SmackDown and Raw, so it's not her losing to a developmental person; it's her losing to another wrestler. You know, and yeah. um, and 
And to me, if you have Rhea win, if Rhea ever does go to SmackDown or Raw, whichever show Charlotte will be on, would be on at the time, I think that's uh, that's just adding more to it. It's like you still haven't beaten me, and now I'm here. You know, I'm here now. And then so finally, and and to me, Rhea becomes that girl that that you know Oscar to Becky. You know, like Becky's like I need to beat Oscar to me, and then down the line, Rhea becomes that to Charlotte, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of you would say. I think you're not alone in that thought process. I think that's what the the, the I think that's the argument right there for sure, for sure. Sven, who do you think wins? Who do you think is going to – not who do you want to win. Who do you think is, is, is going to win? I think Rhea wins. You think Rhea wins? Mm-hmm. I, I think Charlotte wins. Okay. I think the, this is the one where the internet is going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be upset about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either, and I know you wouldn't, but I know that the people who love to hate on Charlotte are just going to be like, Rah! of course Charlotte wins again. Charlotte does it again. You know, like, just like they used to do with John Cena, (laughs) as we referenced earlier. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Mm. I'm going Kevin Owens on this one. Only because they made it, (laughs) they called him out so hard in how he hasn't really had a WrestleMania moment. He always loses at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins, and they, and they, they outline the fact that Seth Rollins had a million WrestleMania moments. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like KO wins it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I mean, um, Seth is at a point right now where he doesn't really need that win. Yeah. Um, does it does it kind of put a chink in his Monday Night Messiah armor? I don't know. I mean, he's a heel, so heels have to lose eventually. Yeah, of and course. Owens of course. has been getting has been getting the shit kicked out of him by that group for months now. Yes. So I think the time has come to just like let him get his win, move on from that thing. Like let Seth Rollins still be the Messiah; it's fun, uh, but just move on from what they've been doing in that copy and paste cycle of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. This is definitely one of the matches I'm most looking forward to in the night. Um, an Undertaker match done cinematically sounds like it could be. So cool. Like, yeah. there, there is such potential here for this match. I am so pumped on it. I liked the promo from, from Undertaker this week where he sounded more like himself almost to a certain degree, uh, more like the American badass. So, um, Lost his hat. Just can't find it for the past few weeks. Nope, it's gone. He's just, just got has the no idea. Just, he's just like, well, I can't find it. So I'm going to have to wear a do-rag, <laughs> I suppose. Um, and, 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 you know, I... I like where they're going with it. Um, I like the intrigue he built by saying something about the unholy trinity uh, that's going to be this. Do you think that's going to be people, or do you think that he was speaking metaphorically? Yeah, we talked about this on the text. Um, I don't know. I mean, they said it, and of course, Ryan, I think we do this sometimes, is I think we, um, I think we overanalyze things. Oh, I do it all sometimes. the time. I owe too much, yes. And it really easily, as much as it would have been sort of cool, like, oh, like, I mean, Taker obviously needs somebody because he did tell him to bring Gallows and Anderson. You would think Taker needs somebody to help him even the odds. That's how it sounded. But uh, 
But then again, it could just be something he says. Like he, I he, saw like, a cool I'm, theory. I saw a cool theory that people that that I saw floated out there to me. Did you tell it to have, me? I don't think so. No, I don't think well, so. No. It. What? We'll say it. I, let me and I, and this is definitely just a random fan who I'm friends with. This is a theory. Their yes. theory. So I don't know if it's true. So if it happens, don't get mad at me because I I just when they said it to me, I was like. Oh, that would be fucking cool if they did that. Is because you all think when you hear that if they are going to do it, like Kane and Big Show or Kane and Mankind, right? That's I thought, I thought, I thought A Train and and Heidenreich. I thought that no, who was it? A Train and Mark Henry. Yeah, should be okay. That. All right, or, okay. Or Maven. It should be Maven. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, my initial thought for me was Shawn Michaels and Triple H because they have You did say that. Wrestling. You did tell me that. You that did tell me my, that. That was my theory just because they're all there. You know, that's like they're, they're all, there. all there, you know. Yeah. So that was my thought process and they have their WrestleMania history and stuff. So but the theory I saw floated to, that, that someone floated to me that I liked was because they said that they thought this is what was initially going to happen in the match. Uh, not Bone, before it became a boneyard match, they thought that maybe this is where it was heading, and and is that Kane comes out right to even the odds in this boneyard match? He, he evens the odds, but then he starts to get overcome, right? And then we get like a lightning bolt and a crow noise, and Sting is like standing there on. Top I knew of you were going. Like I knew that's where you were going. I knew you were getting there with Sting. Sting is part of the unholy trinity. And instead of getting Kane versus Undertaker, or sorry, Undertaker versus Sting, which everyone's always wanted to see, instead they have an unholy alliance uh, and they, they take down these youngins. And then they... Which, they, they God, uh, in their prime when they should have pulled the trigger when they, when they had the chance. Can you imagine that? Taker and Sting as a team for a second uh, before they turn on each other? Like in uh, their prime? That's his. Oh. Un, it's 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 head shakingly frustrating to think about. Oh, I know. Oh, it's so frustrating. But I like the theory. I was like, you know what? It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good theory and not out of the question. And a nice and little. Everybody's saying the rumor that we're getting Sting and Taker at WrestleMania in, in LA. There's a big rumor about that going around. Yeah, there was like. Well, there was also a rumor that he was going to be involved in the Royal Rumble, and I'm like, has Sting been doing the thing that Edge and Daniel Bryan did Maybe. to try and like? I don't know, man. I don't know. But I I like the theory. But regardless, this is probably one of the matches I'm most looking forward to. Uh, this and the next one, because I just like the idea of cinemat- these cinematic matches. Uh, John Cena. Oh, sorry. We didn't finish. Do you think Undertaker's going to win? Yes. Yeah, I think Undertaker wins, too. Yes. Uh, John Cena versus The Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match, which similarly, we don't know what that is, but it seems pretty obvious but they're going to fight. The potential Firefly. for that. Good God. So much potential. So much potential. You could even get real weird with it. Like, I saw the shirt that they're selling now for the match is like a puppet show. It says, like, the Firefly Funhouse puppet show or something like that. And and I was like, you know what? You could even... The match becomes animated for a second. Like, I wouldn't be against it. Just you do weird stuff like that. Like, it turns into a full Saturday morning cartoon match where everything keeps changing... Weird shit happens. I love it. I'm pumped for it. You know, Rebby Hardy is going to have her two cents about this. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's what they were fucking trying to do the entire time they were there. Of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> the Fiend has to win this one, right? 
I give up if he doesn't. <laughs> I give up. I'm just, I was just like, God, they really like, like I, I will even text him. I'll be like, dude, you're my boy. I love you, but I can't root for you anymore. I just can't. Like, <laughs> you want to hang out? That's cool. But like, I can't be in your corner anymore because they keep fucking you at the end. And <laughs> I can't ride with you, man. I can't do it. It breaks my uh, heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I would be so disappointed if John Cena wins here. I, you'd think that they, I, you'd think that's the carrot they dangled in front of Bray. I know that, that but like, I said this okay. about the Goldberg match. I said it. I said it when he was going to go against Goldberg. I was like, this is just a filler until they get to WrestleMania. They wouldn't have him lose to Goldberg like that. And they freaking did it. But Jamie. That's the thing, they did though. it to us. But that's the thing, though. I'm saying, like, maybe this is the carrot they dangled in front of Bray, saying, like, okay, you got to lose to Goldberg, but we're going to have you have redemption against John Cena at WrestleMania. I'm hoping that's the case. I'm, hoping I'm, that's al- I'm also hoping that that was the case. Uh, so, okay, so we both – okay, so we're going with The Fiend. We're both going with The Fiend here. Well, this is out of hope. This is out of hope. <laughs> this isn't a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> this is, let's, this, let's be clear. This isn't a prediction. This is a hope. This is a yeah. big hope. Fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I, I, I'll, I'll echo that same sentiment. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Title. I need uh, Shayna, dude. I need Shayna to win. I need this initial run of the man to be over. I need it to be over. I need Becky to figure something else out to do. The character needs to evolve. She's been the same shit for a year now. She hasn't lost the title. She's been doing the same shit, just different opponents every year. She finds a new girl and be's like, oh, I'm in your head, aren't I? Aren't I? I'm in your head. <laughs> and then, like, it does it to everybody. And it's like, uh, and it's, I don't know. I need, some, I need Becky to, I need, Becky needs to climb something. She hasn't climbed anything in, like, over a year. Even when it's- she Bro, even when she before she won, even before she won at WrestleMania, she was still winning. You know, like she was like on top. Like every time there was an interaction between her and Ronda and Charlotte, she always came out on top. Every time. This is this is the one match, in my opinion, that I'm wondering. I I am gonna predict. This is just my guess, obviously, but I'm gonna predict here that that the the uncertainty of the future of WWE changed the outcome. This is my my guess here is that if things had been happening as normal, nothing changed. No coronavirus never affected anything. Shayna would have won because they could have built her up on TV for the next few months, and then Becky could have gone away, and they could have they could have gotten back to it. I think that because things are changing now and it's going to be harder, I think they're going to want to have as many stars holding the titles as possible, and not someone that they see as someone they have to build up necessarily. And so for that reason, I'm going to guess that Becky Lynch wins the match. Because I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think Shayna should win here. I think that it would have made the most sense for Shayna to win. I think that Shayna needs it. I think that Becky could definitely use a little bit of a break, uh, could use an evol- her character evolving. But I just think that because of everything going on, I could see, I could see Becky retaining. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I also think that... Ron, I, I also sometimes wonder how Ronda Rousey fits in all this. But as you just mentioned, Ron, we may not see Ronda for a while considering all this stuff. Like she's not trying to jump back into this. I, I can't imagine she's trying to jump back into touching people, you know, during this whole thing. 
Wow. This is crazy. So, damn, that's crazy. So, apparently, uh, Wrestling just reported that uh, that because they filmed Dynamite in Georgia this week. And, or sorry, today. They're filming it this week. And today they were filming more stuff. And Georgia authorities in Georgia arrived to shut it down because of everything going on. And then had to, but, but AEW apparently had the proper paperwork in place to allow the tapings to go forward safely. And then Georgia state officials stuck around to ensure that proper codes were followed throughout the taping. That's crazy. I mean, it doesn't also surprise me that, you know, I mean, whereas WWE is really good about just doing something and then asking for forgiveness later, you know, Tony doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Tony Khan seems more of a guy that's going to have all the bases covered before he tries anything. Totally. Totally. That's, 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 I'm, I'm genuinely surprised at that. I didn't think that the authorities would try to shut something down. Like that's crazy that that's happening. Wow. Uh, All right. Two more matches and then we're out of here. Goldberg versus question mark for the universal (laughs) title. Uh, I'm not going to give my opinion here because because I do know. I know. And I don't think I'll be able to hold my, my, like, I don't think I'll be as good, but I'm not going to put the video out. So Jamie, there's a video. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the video of you and I. Oh. I'm only going to use the audio from this, even though we're zooming okay. and you can see the video. So I'm going to move my face away for a second so you don't see my face. But, Jamie, who do you think is going to be in the match? Oh, who's going to be in it? Who do you think is replacing Roman Reigns? And do you, Who do you think is replacing Roman Reigns? And do you think they win? Okay. Now let me think, because I wasn't prepared for that. I was only prepared for... Is Goldberg going to win or lose? Which I had an answer for. Okay. Which I, which is Goldberg going to win or lose? Go for I that I think first. he's going to lose. I think Goldberg's going to lose. Okay. You don't get any guesses as to maybe who he loses to? Maybe. Maybe Kevin. Kevin Owens? No, Silva. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? You think Kevin Owens has two matches? Maybe. Different nights, maybe? Because. Get some revenge for his loss? Yeah, because he's the one who beat him, and then, you know, this isn't. To me, Seth, I mean, yeah, Seth was like, you haven't had a WrestleMania moment. This would be a WrestleMania moment. Um, of course, him beating Seth would be considered one, I guess, but. That's a good. I guess, point. No, I, I. That's a good point. I like that. I like that uh, prediction. That's a good. I like. I like the thought process in that for sure. That makes sense. Um, and it's tough. Trying to it's, think. it's tough to think of who else. You know, theoretically, could be the champion on SmackDown right now. Braun. Oh, it's a SmackDown. Yeah, Smack, yeah, Braun. Yeah, he's SmackDown. Maybe another good. Yeah, it's another good guess. Like they finally pull the trigger on Braun. Um, Kevin Owens is Raw, so he would have to switch brands. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, I thought Goldberg was on Raw for a minute. It gets confusing. They're not there. Yeah, because they're Universal Champion. By the way, let's back down now. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, so then we'll go with Goldberg losing to someone, though. Yes. Goldberg losing to someone. Okay, I like that. Uh, lastly, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. 
I know that there's no crowd there anymore, but it's got to be Drew McIntyre still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are, I mean, we talked about that. We talked about that one theory that, again, preface to anybody listening, this is a theory, purely theory alone. Nobody of note has reported this, that they have Brock beat him and they save the big moment with the crowd for SummerSlam. Yeah. Which, maybe, wouldn't be the first time they've done that. They did it with Roman. Um, right? Didn't Roman finally win at SummerSlam? I think so. Anyway. No, no, he won in no, no, no. He won in Saudi Arabia. Remember? Is that the first time he won the title? Uh, not the, uh, no, not the no. First he time. Got it, no because that time when he, he didn't win the title at WrestleMania, they saved it for Saudi Arabia. I remember. I don't remember. I, that, that's the more recent time that I could think of. But um, but he didn't even win in Saudi Arabia, did he? Didn't he? I don't think, I think so. Did, I think he did win in Saudi Arabia. No, because he speared Brock out of the cage. Remember, and we thought that. And he and Brock won somehow, even though Roman was the last person, the first person to fall out of the cage. I'd have to go back and walk. I have to go back and find it. I forget. Anyway, top of my head. anyway, um, <laughs> I think though, you know, I've thought about it. I think that if you don't give Drew the moment now, the moment the the the, the momentum's lost. Yeah, and I, and it's it's kind of crazy to think about how many WrestleManias Brock Lesnar has headlined in the past few years it's oh I it's know. unprecedented it's unprecedented oh, and they're all title matches and well it's funny because everyone goes like oh this generation needs a top guy and it's like well brock is this generation's top guy yeah he's just not doing the media stuff <laughs> no yeah he's just not there every week but although he's been a lot better at that recently a he's lot been there better. a lot more recently since Heyman yeah. took over he's been there a lot more uh mm-hmm. so yeah all right so you're going with Drew McIntyre, too? Yeah, double Drew McIntyre's. All right. Okay, well, that's all we got here. We, uh, we, we, I think we gave enough for you guys. Uh, oh, so. Jamie, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at – did I say Instagram or Twitter? Or on Instagram, J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E without the underscore – and um, you can check out my YouTube page. Um, all the links are available, and you just search my name, and it comes up. I'm just uploading stuff while I'm bored. Nothing crazy. Just keeping myself busy. So check it Did out. You, oh, so you uploaded the the entry level yeah. matches thing? Yeah, I made a uh, I made a uh, like a top ten list of matches that because as everybody knows, the network is free for the time being, and um, I recommended matches that you should try if you are trying to get a friend in into wrestling. If you're watching it with, well, you're not watching it with them, but maybe your family member, if you're quarantined with them, or if you yourself are trying to get into wrestling and you don't know where to start, you know, or like if you don't, if you want to not have to worry about too much background on a match, then these are the ones to watch. So check it out. I just published it today. Uh, you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin on social media at wrestling sheet. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling, pro wrestling sheet dot, Com. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tap it out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet.
fat little chico pitbull mr 305 better said mr worldwide and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive brought to you by my friends over at state farm i believe that to have success you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you you know the biggest risk you take is not taking one it's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money especially when it comes to insurance state farm offers surprisingly great rates they have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage all this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.